Basketball's back, basketball's back, basketball's back, basketball's back, basketball's back. Malv and Mowgli, a wonderful Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Feliz Navidad to all of you listening. Feliz Navidad. Malv, how was your Navidad? Oh man, I had a wonderful time, especially with this whole day packed up with basketball. We're going to get into that. Yes, we are. We hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Let's jump right in. Let's do What's Gucci. Gucci. Welcome to What's Gucci, the segment in the show where we discuss what's new and good in the world of basketball. Malv, a lot has happened since the start of the NBA season. Let's discuss, shall we? Oh, yeah, an eventful day. Okay, recap the beginning of the season. Opening night. You had Clippers, Lakers, and then you had Golden State and Brooklyn. Takeaways. Brooklyn, wow, pretty good. Impressive. Most impressive. Pretty good, pretty solid. Actually, I wasn't... Uh, it's not even talk about them. It's really Golden State's breakdown, really. That's what it was. What, how disgusting was that? You could just see it on everyone's face that this is going to be part two of last season. It's looking like that. It's looking like that. As far as the other game goes, the ring night, what did you think of that? It was nice. I it really liked cool. it. You know, the family part of it was pretty dope, you know, adding that, having the family introduce their own player, you know, like LeBron's family, his kids, talking about him. I thought that was well done. I like the banner. What did you think of the banner? How They're, they're saving it for yeah. the fans. Jeannie Buss knows what the fans want, and she's like, yo, you all celebrate with us. So thank you, Jeannie. Hopefully we can be there or watch it or just be outside watching it because yeah. I'm pretty sure those tickets are going to be expensive. <laughs> When we can finally go back in there. Yeah. Okay. Christmas Day. Honestly, was this probably the most uncompetitive slate of Christmas Day games ever? I would say, yeah, there was a couple beatdowns. But, you know, overall, it's still basketball. It was entertaining. But I think, like you, you wanted more games. Just I wanted more action. I, want, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted there to be closer games. You know what? Paulie D from Jersey Shore, he should have been commentating these freaking games because they were all blowouts. Step one's the blowout. You take the blow dryer. I guess that's where the name came from, the blowout. It's the only thing I'll ever use. If you're not using Spiker, you don't have a blowout. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looking back at it hindsight, it was only the third day of the actual season. They're probably still getting their legs under them. No, that's what I was giving them too. Like It's early in the season. It's only the third game. It's just that we expect by Christmas to be... You know, a little bit flushed out. But at the same time, there was nice little previews of these teams that I feel, you know, this was like a little microcosm of what the season has in store for us. And for the competitiveness, to be honest, I'm with you. I, I just like watching the games, especially when you see basketball being played. Even in a beatdown, you like seeing teams being able to play basketball and the other one not. Um, the only one I could see was the Miami and New Orleans game. That was That a was probably close. the most competitive game of the day. And then Duncan Robinson was just still murdering on them. He actually now has the record for most threes ever made on a Christmas Day game. Do you know who previously had it? I want to say it's going to be one of the Splash Brothers. You would think, but it is not. It's Kobe. No, not even. <laughs> it's Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram from last year, exactly. No. Yeah, yeah. That's surprising. He didn't really do anything yesterday. Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing. This was probably the most I. Like, this is probably the most that I actually was not really fully engaged on the games. Like, they were on, but I wasn't really paying attention. They were more in the background. I was just kind of eating or working or just, you know, hanging out with the family. 
just because the games were so like, oh, wait, it's not really close. Uh, okay, I guess. It's still basketball, though. You're right. I can't complain. Yeah. No, that's how I was, too. Like, I think this Christmas felt a little bit more family-centered, even though there wasn't that much festivities going around. Because uh, the only game I really paid attention, like, focused on was the Miami and New Orleans game. And the other games, Brooklyn took down the Celtics easy. It was like after the third quarter, it was done. It was done. He's already dead. It was done. Same with um, the Lakers game is the one I I focused too. But that too was you saw how perfectly they were running. And the Mavs were missing KP. Exactly. I was about to say that. They need him to come back ASAP because it's just all Luka right now. And you cannot win just with one dude. And I think these games showed it, too, just like even though it's only been three days so far, that health is probably going to be another big, big, big component in all these teams. Well, did you just hear about the Warriors center? Warriors center Marquise Chris out for the season, broken leg. There we go. There, it's already contract. happening oh, again. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Who, part two who, of the season How many souls did they sell for that championship run, dude? Hey, man, they've got it. They got their three. That should be good for them. But what I told you, that perfectly health, this is horrible for the, the Golden State Warriors, especially with that new stadium, the pandemic going on. So this is not looking it's good It's the for Oakland the State. curse. Lil B cursed them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he relieved the curse, didn't oh, he? I, thought, I think I he relieved it because KD, KD went there. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he I thought he, he did. No, oh, I, but maybe Lil B, because he was like, yo, y'all going to San Francisco, not Oakland. I'm going to curse y'all again. Maybe. He should say that. He should bring his – well – Look at Brooklyn now. Like the two wins from Brooklyn, I'm surprised. I was telling you off that I might have to change my picks. I think Brooklyn might be coming out of the East. It's uh, health, though. Like I said, health on yeah. both Kyrie and KD, mainly KD. But if this team's healthy and they're playing the same way, fun series, intense playoff series, and with all these teams, if everybody's healthy. Let's hope. Let's hope. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, LeBron James. LeBron James. Is now number two all-time in points scored in Christmas Day games. Number two. Trailing only... Kobe Bryant. Correct. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Do you know how many points Kobe has scored on Christmas Day games? At least a thousand. No. At least? No, No, not not even even, a thousand. He's he's played 16 games. He's played 16 games on Christmas Day. 20... Three hundred and ninety-five points. He has three hundred and ninety-five points. His Christmas Day average is twenty-four point six. His highest scoring game is forty-two points against the Miami Heat in 04. Damn, fuck. Yeah, against Miami Heat. Yeah, 04 Miami Heat. And then LeBron is at three eighty-three. So you know, barring anything happening tomorrow, or barring anything happening next year, you know, more than likely the Lakers are going to play on Christmas. He should be number one all time Christmas Day. Crazy. Just another accolade, feather in his cap. LeBron James continues to. Challenge Father Time. <laughs> He's gotten the closest. We'll see what happens. And I want my damn respect, too. Okay, switching gears. We're going to do a new segment called Three Things We Learned. What is going to happen is we're going to pick three things we learned from the Western Conference, and then we're going to do three things we learned from the Eastern Conference. Sounds cool? Yeah. All right. Three things we learned from the West. Number one, the Stephen Curry slander is in full effect. <laughs> With just two games under his belt for the season, the haters are coming for Curry. You are a hater. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen his Christmas Day stats? No, but I've seen all the memes that you're talking about, and I agree with it fully. I was, t- I was on this bandwagon before it was a bandwagon. <laughs> I told you. I told you this had to be a make or break for him, and this fool looks like he's breaking. He's gotten mad. He got really mad. You saw his post-game comments. 
that he said, it's like, yo, man, we got to win ASAP. We got to win immediately. This is not what he's expecting. After that finals run, after, after basically after the Warriors were doing this to all the teams, he's like, they're, they're getting a taste of their own medicine. And he's like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like being a loser, loser. Another thing, too, it's just like, um, I guess one of the things that these haters are, are using for their case against Curry is, yo, you, need, you were a system player. You needed KD. You needed Draymond to be great. How do you feel about that? I think, yeah, it is true. He does need a, a man next to him. You know, even if it's just Clay. I think you, you, every team needs the one-two punch. KD was just an insane one-two punch. You could see, you see it now in fucking Brooklyn. And, yeah, I think he's struggling because he doesn't have those top-tier players. He doesn't even have those veteran players that he's used to. And it just breaks your confidence down, bro. Come on, you don't have two of your be- two of your main guys anyways. Draymond's really not... Isn't he injured still? He's still injured. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. We know what Stephen Curry was able to do under Steve Kerr's system. He thrived. He was an MVP two times, and they had a great finals run. Don't forget, though, what he was, you know, when he was developing with Mark Jackson and all that stuff. He was still just coming into his own. He was still – he just had those glimpses electrifying. Remember in the playoffs against yeah, Denver? Yeah, but these expectations aren't ex- – they're, they're already high already. You can't go back down to be like, oh, now remember him then – it's like, no, you already have all these accolades. Like, you can't go to that level again. You have to stay at this top elite level. And he's just showing you that you do need a team to stay at this level. You need a team, but it's not just a system because he was able to do that with the previous head coach. So that's what I'm trying to say. We can compromise there. Okay. My gosh. Did you see Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre? Can Andrew Wiggins do anything? He's just, what the <laughs> heck, dude? Ugh. And you hated that it? contract? Yeah, he's, oh, he's con- so bad. They call they call Andrew Wiggins Maple Jordan. I, I think they're gonna I have to rescind that. that. I didn't hear that nickname at all. That's fucked up. They're gonna have to <laughs> rescind that. They're gonna have to take it back. Another interesting theory was Clay Thompson the most important piece of the dynasty. Think about it. Was he or not? Well, like I said, you need that stable Robin. You need a you need a one two punch, and he was. He helped Steph in so many things because they were so similar. You can't let him shoot out there. He guarded he the yeah. best perimeter defender. He was a catch-and-shoot dude. I would say, yes, that's important, but he was never the like, ball well, creator. He no. never had the ball in his hands to distribute and make the correct plays. So, But he was just that lethal force you couldn't leave alone as well. Very and, important to the thing. Yes, he was so lethal. Know. And with those two together, like I said, their games complement each other. So that's why I'm with Steph. Not, that's why you can see his disappointment. Is like He doesn't have that counter to himself that he could rely on, which is clay, and then that's what you need. You need a stable relier like Jordan needed Pippen, right? That's stable. Yeah, Boom. yeah. So as as long as Curry does not have these players around him, like these very all-star Hall of Fame players around him, it's just going to be more of this slander because the current roster, these these are all just complementary pieces, but they're just like underperforming massively. Well, at the same time, they're welcome to, you know, that's that it's only been, what, three games into the season. So it's welcomed that he has to show up because look what Harden did by himself, you know? Yeah, there's players that can come up like fuck if it. You want if you want to compare, lose. if you want to compare Curry's, you know, presence to James Harden to LeBron James, yeah, there's more responsibility, and they've been shown that they've been able to do that individually compared to Curry. Did you see him make those hundred plus straight three pointers though? Like after after the beatdown on Christmas, like he was uh, on his social, just yeah, he just taking put, that like, loss, literally a hundred straight. It was a beatdown. Come on, bro. How do yeah. you how do you not? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a good. Player. I would tell the whole fucking team, yo, everybody's in here to shoot. There's no way that I'm gonna be like, all right, go back home to your family. Like, nah, get on your lines and shoot a hundred, and then go home. Come on, it's an embarrassment. Okay, moving on. 
Number two. Number two. The Clippers' new identity is very promising. They are looking like a worthy challenge to the Lakers. I'm very impressed with Nicholas Batum, Serge Ibaka, Patrick Beverly. They're hitting their freaking threes when they're open. And this always bothered me because every time a defender fails to close out against Patrick Beverly, like they give a little hesitation, he's always making that shot. Just close out on Beverly. I see it every freaking time. It just bothers me. Boy, I tell you, that really grinds my gears. Ty Lue also. This triangle is working very well for Paul George. It's working well for, you know, that mid-range game. You can see he, him and uh, Kawhi taking turns. Another thing they leech from the Lakers, bro. Tuh, no, I was telling you, you, like, the way you're talking about, like, the Denver game. This one was the game I actually fell asleep for. I only saw the highlights, but I did see the intensity. Not only uh, Abaka's elbow to Kawhi, elbow. but I saw that a lot of bump there, even with Patrick uh, Beverly, you know, contesting. Uh, who was it? Who was he contesting a lot in the, on the perimeter? Jamal Murray? I think so. But I took it as a grain of salt as well because these fools have a thing to prove to this team because of the whole coming back from three win. No, it, of collapsing. Yeah. Yeah, th- that's why I think the Clippers played a little bit more better than they would usually, you know, for the beginning of the season. I, I felt that it was mainly PG coming through in the game, but, like, they have something to prove that this is the team that fucking helps self-destruct them, you know, in, internally and for a championship run this was the team so they came out i saw it in the little plays like i told you with sergi baka um just confirming what you were saying just playing a little they looked a little more beefy in the in sergi baka was so intense he slammed his own teammate he, he elbowed his own teammate Kawhi yeah. leonard another thing he is he's really a robot because after all that blood it was only eight stitches that he needed i thought his jaw was like dislocated yeah or i haven't seen there's... that much blood just for uh good god hit. there's blood everywhere <laughs> Yeah, no, I, like if you said if they stay on that, yeah, the Clippers, and I'm pretty sure that was the only team that we really said were going to be a contender. They're the doing what they're supposed to be doing. Ty Lue is doing, look at all the minutes they're playing so early on. Paul George, he's getting 30, 35 plus minutes already because they're trying to build that chemistry because they know. Yeah, look that, what happened last season. Yeah, they know last season they didn't get off really anything. No, and I so, think it so shows, like, the camaraderie thing, too. Like you were saying, I, I didn't really think of that, like how to play those minutes so you could get – together with the whole team that makes sense but at the same time it kind of shows the team like nah these fools aren't that different too they gotta you know show up as well and i think that's what everybody was waiting for ty Lue's coaching you know actual coaching style to see how that benefits the clippers that's why i wasn't really that concerned with the lakers clippers opening day game congratulations yeah. congratulations the clippers back-to-back opening day champions shout out to shannon sharp for that right skill uh, how many times i tell you skill <laughs> That's why I said to everybody, again, these Clipper fans, again, how do they go crazy on social? Yeah, we got it this year. It's like, damn it, bro. You guys don't learn, do you? It's the first game, all right? C'est la vie. We were getting our rings, all right? We were still hung over off the champagne. But if they keep playing this way, yeah, this is going to be the Clippers team that they thought was last year. That, you know, we're going to take the Lakers to the West to the end. And honestly, if they are like this, that's a, that's the series you want to see. This reminds me of this current, you know, if everything goes according to Ty Lue and everything schedule health-wise, this is like the 0102 Kings, right? Mm, Can you see it like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Can you see that? You know, you Shit. got Chris Webber, you got, you know, Stoyakovich, you got Mike Bibby. All on that, yeah. Kind of that Kings era. Who would you say is who on this one? I, I guess Chris Webber would be Kawhi. Yeah, yeah that's um, what I was thinking straight up. Yeah, Mike Bibby would probably be Paul George. I don't know. I don't I'm know. I remember the whole team right it's now. It's like apples and like oranges. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. But but that that's I was like uh, thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I could totally see No, the type of teams that are that are playing as yeah, well, you know. Like like it, on the Lakers path to the championship. So yeah, this is they're looking like uh 
that yeah, the rough, no, very competitive Sacramento Kings team from know, the early was, 2000s. Yeah, and that was a rough and cuff like blue collar team as well. You know, they were down to squabble with. Well, they played the right way. Remember, <laughs> David Stern loved them. He's like, "This is they play the right way. If you don't like this, you don't like Kings basketball." <laughs> we yeah. don't like Kings basketball. All right, Mr. Stern, we don't. Okay, moving on. Number three. Three, Pick number three, my lord. The Lakers are still chilling right now, and they're still dominating. Like, they had the least amount of rest of any other team, them in Miami. LeBron is just chilling. He's not even driving to the paint. He's just basically uh, uh, going around the p- perimeter, just distributing with his ball handling. And he's back to being lazy on defense this, uh, <laughs> this last game, but you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it right now. He's, he's load managing yeah. kind of. It reminds me of what the Warriors did in 15-16, where it's like they were just blowing out teams. Yeah, and we need that. And then, yeah, From top just, to bottom, bottom to top, the Lakers were looking all greased up on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. Just they were letting the others carry the load, and that really brings me to Schroeder and Harrell. That's I'm what I was so about impressed. to say. Yeah, you know, that's what I was about to say. Those were the two that we were talking about who were going to be contenders. Everybody was like, "These are better pieces that you picked up." And to be honest, they showed us why they are better pieces. You know, with Harrell especially coming back against, like he just had that energy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to play." And hit, hitting up the boards, playing like a little bit better defense than I normally see him play. But you definitely know why? just hitting that board, the energy. Why? What's up? Because he still has that Clippers mentality because of how he went out last year. So mm. even though the Lakers won a championship, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. So he has to prove himself, and now he has to prove himself even more because there's because he because he, he wants to prove himself because he failed last season, and now you have to add on to the fact that the Lakers have you know one. the target on their back. Oh yeah, they're the winner, and it's like you keep that rivalry thing. Like shit, now I'm with the opposite team. I got to show the old team who let me go that. Fuck you. Like, you know, you need it. I'm that yeah. extra piece. Like, you know? You're going to extend Luke Kennard yeah. instead of me? <laughs> oh, fuck. Bitch ass. Bitch ass white boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like that. And Schroeder, right? I told you. I knew, like, that. Like, what we learned from there is, like, yo, he was like, I want to be the starter. It's like, yo, show me what you can do. All right, let me show you. I think he put up, what, 22, 18? Very 18, impressive. Yeah. His first two games are very impressive. If he needs to go to the bench just to give a spark, it's perfect. He would, yeah. but but he he has earned his starter role. He has, so there's no complaint from me. I think for me though, one complaint though is still Kuzma being a little bit too eager. There's a couple plays I'm just like where he goes back to let me control this real quick and let me find a quick shot for it, and I'm like, damn it, bro. He's still learning. You're gonna keep losing your spot. Young that Padawan. Way. Oh, you're, you're gonna cry more when we make fun of you. Okay, don't be taking all these shots like that. Marcus all struggled a little bit. Yeah, I didn't see that much. Well, oh, he almost he almost got fouled out right <laughs> on the opening day, and it's just been. I mean, he's he's kind of a bit up there in age. Uh, he's still a good passer, but like I said, it's still the beginning. Learning. We'll see. Smart guy. We're gonna need him at the end. If the Lakers look like this, hopefully everybody healthy. I love that. You know, load management finally having just the second squad just take over the second beginning second of the half and let the stars take out energy, and they're gonna need it now after the past season. Moving on. Three things we learned in the East. Number one, the Brooklyn Nets are the superhuman child of the Seven Second Sons and the Kerr Warriors. True or false? Yeah, that they are they're shocking. This I is told this you. is wild. No, I'm surprised. I love this team. I, I first I was like, uh, they're really not going to do anything, but just these two games, especially the Christmas game, it's like, yo, it's scary if these fools are this healthy, this clean, running as fast as they are, shooting as cleanly as they with are. with a first time head coach. Like, and you on. got Kyrie with his little Sage. All right, yeah, he <laughs> that's has the power. To do it now. That's he the power now. He has to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sage Kyrie is the new the new uh, hoodie mellow. I was here, I figure. forgot who was on ESPN telling like, nah, KD's going to be there now, just saging it up with him. Just like, Sss. no, they were they look scary. KD's back. Yeah, no question. Yeah. He hasn't lost I was, a step. Oh, no rust. I was waiting for rust. No, you saw it like just 
back to it every shot, just clean. Lethal, lethal in transition. Yeah, that's scary. They're, I got to change it. They're probably the number. They're the number one right now. You know what they can do too, because it's the Eastern Conference. I don't even think they care about the one seed. They can probably just rest KD and Kyrie as much as they can because this squad, the way they're playing right now, they're pretty deep. Like, what do you need to win? Like 40, 45 games? On the East, yeah. Yeah. And you just want to rank, what, top three? Yeah. Just to get the home court advantage? So that might be an option that Steve Steve Nash is going to consider. So, um, well, again, And, and that's going to be even scarier if they make it to the finals. Okay, number two in the East. Number two. Miami still ain't getting no respect. Well, that's the story of my life. No respect. <laughs> <laughs> no one's talking about them. They are still the dark horse, still, after what they did on Christmas and, you know, Duncan Robinson's performance. We talked about it earlier. Eric Spolster, he's undefeated on Christmas. They they, they look better. They do look better. You have that other dude, Precious uh, Wu Shuli. I'm not sure what it is. He's just like another Bam Adebayo. Uh, they re-up Avery Bradley. He's doing his thing. I mean, it's- I'm telling you, I think it was because you said the other games were blowouts or they were considerably, you could see the other team was better. I'll give it to you what you said about Miami. I think it's still just, yo, how much did they play? How tough did they play in the bubble? And they were still playing that way. I think people just want the team to have that lead, especially against New Orleans. It's like, yo, you should have, you know, boosted up. You, sh- you should have had at least a 20-point What do you think lead. of Zion? Uh, I would say I saw a lot of potential in offense, but I saw what you were saying. There was a couple times like, damn it, fool, you're a little bit too fat right now. You know, like, you know, like there's a little, you're a little bit bit weighted down. Yeah, there's a little bit too weighted. Um, And again, I was a little bit disappointed with Brandon Ingram. I didn't feel that, not tried, but I didn't feel that he went for it, you know, for, for it being a Christmas game. But I definitely saw a lot of potential in the Pelicans. But I feel that they definitely need to clean up their defense. I felt like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's like me being a a fucking coach from the from the watching from the TV. I was like, damn it, fool, where are you covering that? <laughs> you know, You're supposed to be there. I think Ingram. I had drafted him on my fantasy team last season, and when Zion was out with the injuries, he thrived. Yeah, he flourished. And he is struggling with that because Zion is the box office dude. He's the number one attraction, and. When he wasn't there, Ingram was that dude. So it's like, yo, who is going to be that dude? Is it going to be your team? Is it going to be my team? It's like, I made the all-star team, but I'm the face of the franchise. So um, it's it's just going to be how they figure out. Well, they got to be a duo turn, now turn. because it's not fucking ball is going to be number one or two, you know? Yeah. Well, Lonzo, he didn't get his extension either, huh? Mm-mm. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. That ball boy. <laughs> I told you. He's going to be out the league soon. Okay, LeVar. <laughs> number three. Three. Pick number three, my lord. Giannis is still afraid of the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, that opening day game, that missed free throw, you saw him just lump over. He was just like, God dang it. Where do you see them in the first week? Well, they won their second game. Okay, it was a blowout. <laughs> it was a, a blowout. blowout. Against... So you can't really take that against a <laughs> yeah, depleted Warriors. ass But I didn't Warriors feel he team. played that much, too. I felt that was more Middleton's game anyways. Um, I still don't see that. I think he, I don't think he's scared of the moment. It's just one of those defeated confidence. It's like, ugh. Yeah, you know, like shit. I'm here again. Hopefully, we win this. Hopefully I I, make I this. don't see them. I don't see them making the finals if they're like this, and then Brooklyn's like this. Oh God, no, no, yeah. no! The, Brooklyn has the energy to start up, but I again, it's the beginning. I think he's just in his head too. It's like, yo, this is the start of the our third season where we're supposed to be the number one. We're supposed to take it back. Like I signed the extension. This has got to be it, and I think he's just getting to that moment. Like, yo, this is the seriousness of this season. This is my, you know, this is his season. I have to do very good this season because I have to. <laughs> I signed the contract, and I want to be loyal. Yes, Tell him, Giannis. That, that's what I, yes. Thank you very much. See? You know, because 
Costas already has a ring. I want to get a ring for the family. So Another. Got the other brother coming in. What is it? Uh, I can't pronounce this. The first thought. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanasis. Yeah. Something know? like that. Yeah. So hopefully. And it's just the it's the beginning of the season. But like you said, Brooklyn is just looking like they're ready to murder. I guess that's what it is. The mentality is different. They look. Brooklyn looks like they're having fun. And they're like, yeah, we're going to win. You know, where I don't feel that's coming from well, Giannis offense, or the Bucks. They're completely different offenses. Yeah. But I, again, that's just not translating the. I don't feel that energy, and I think that's what you're kind of going with Giannis. It's like that energy is not being there, even when he's taking the free throw or just, you know, going in for the fucking dunk. You just don't feel that energy yet. yet. And I bet you it's going to come. It's just too early right now. All right, we're almost done here. But before we are done, let's just go ahead and quick recap of the current Western Conference and Eastern Conference standings. Shockingly, the Sacramento Kings and Minnesota Timberwolves are 2-3 and three in the league right now. Wow, Lakers are on the eighth seed with one and one. The Dallas Mavericks are number fourteen with an zero and two record. Still super early, but yeah. you know Orlando Magic on NBA's website they are ranked number one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of two and zero teams though, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, when you have your top eight in the East being you know Cavs, Magic, Pacers, and the Pacers, right, and, be, it, yeah. and the Hawks, and the Hawks, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know that's only more of a twenty twenty image right there. Still early on. One more thing. Did you check out Montrez Harold's shoes? Hey, make sure y'all get a close-up on Montrez Harold's shoes now. Montrez Harold's different. You are a DR Sports coat today. Look at them shoes. I wonder how much the coat costs. I've never seen nobody but a boxer wear shoes. Bro, <laughs> Those little fuzzy, like, uh, polar bear-style Reeboks? No, They were, I like, didn't. super furry. No, I didn't no, check them at all. No, you didn't see them? No, no, I, I didn't what? see any focus on them on the oh game. Oh, my gosh. They were, they're I mean, nasty. They, they were... They're bold. <laughs> hey, he's I wouldn't gotta wear, wear your shoes, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then just uh, what did you think about the jerseys? I loved it, though. What was yeah, your favorite was, jersey, Christmas Day jersey? Obviously the Laker one. The Laker I loved one? It. Yeah. Okay. I just hated the, if you guys noticed, that the computer imaging on the, the basketball court was messing up a lot because yeah. of the white. So I guess they used some kind of white off thing. That was the only thing that was bothering me. But, yeah, it looked clean. Honestly, like the Celtic ones didn't look bad. The banner ones? Oh, I liked it I when like they it. were playing. I told you it was clean from the side. It was just one straight green line. It looked clean and cut. Uh, I think the Lakers one would be cool. New Orleans was decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, a nice one. Those freaking Milwaukee ones are so disgusting. Ugly. They those do not green, look good. Those blue, blue ones. Those blue ones in the ad. Stop. Those, yeah. Stop. Just don't wear them anymore. <laughs> They're disgusting. No, but uh, the Brooklyn ones were pretty cool. I was telling him, I don't know if anybody else can confirm this, but in the post game interview Kyrie says make sure you buy scalper jerseys that's exactly what I heard he held his jersey like yo make sure you buy some scalper jerseys and then what? he just left the interview that, he just though. left the interview like right that was like the last thing I didn't hear that yeah I don't know. if anyone out there is listening uh just you know shout us out Malvin Mowgli on uh, whether or not Malv is telling the truth <laughs> <laughs> all right I think that's gonna do it for today's you know NBA first first week recap first couple days recap actually post Christmas holiday we just want to get this out there just you know our thoughts thank you for listening everybody it's gonna be a fun season we're gonna have a fun time questions comments anything you want to go ahead and ask us malvin mowgli at gmail.com please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast apple podcast please rate us five stars it'll help us out spotify please just subscribe there too follow us on instagram or twitter at malv underscore n underscore mowgli we'll see you guys next week <laughs>